0: Who's it gonna
1: be? Hello, listener, welcome to tuned in. Here, I'll do I'll do Hello listener. Welcome to oh, Tuned God. In up <laughs> a podcast about podcasting, hosted by me, Gavin, and joined as always by the imenitable Will Williams.
0: Hi, I have regrets. <laughs> <laughs> the...
1: Podcon broke me down, and from the ashes uh. arose a better, more sophisticated Gavin. This bit <laughs> was a mistake. <laughs> All right. So this so is a... Nice. a uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Tuned and Dialed Up. We are a podcast about podcasts. We talk about the industry. And Gavin and I just went to PodCon. Bow, 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 bow. Where the
1: industry was! woo hoo
0: We have, I feel like, a lot to say. Um mm-hmm. We're going to start with just a little bit of an intro, kind of talk about what PodCon is. And then we recorded, actually, in our hotel room, because Gavin and I... Um, we roomed together with my husband, Zach, for PodCon. We had never met in real life before. Um, and Gavin, it was so lovely to hang out with you. It was really Aww. nice.
1: It was it, oh. was it was, really nice. Oh, All right. To fully explain PodCon, we'll start with what a convention is. So back in 1969, <laughs> Star Trek <laughs> hits the screen. And some I'm, nerds <laughs> book a hotel. Come We're
0: on, not going to go full nerds. World's Fair with this. Come on, now.
1: They got they got Nyshell Nichols and I think like one other cast member.
0: <laughs> so PodCon is a convention for podcasts. It started mm-hmm. in 2017 um, in December, um, and then came back for January 2018. So it's not. It's not people thought it was going to be podcon 2018 but because it's 2019 they called it podcon 2. podcon yes. was funded in part by an indiegogo campaign that ran um for a while. They very nearly got their $300,000 goal. They it were just like a little bit behind. Short. Right, right. Um Gavin, did you support the indiegogo?
1: I pledged for like the ticket that comes with remote access that you got if you mm-hmm. pledged on indiegogo uh, yeah i actually just looked at it the other day to re-watch the video um there were i don't know i can't remember where i got it in my head that somebody somewhere said podcon 2 happening no matter what but if we get three hundred thousand dollars on the campaign it'll be the best it can be because I can't find any verbiage anywhere about that.
0: I feel like it was a tweet, but I could be wrong. It was definitely yeah. not in the video. Um, I also supported that Indiegogo. Um, Zach and I, my husband and I, both got the ticket, the swag bag, and we also got priority seating. Um, got
1: the fancy seats.
0: Yeah, I would not do it again. The problem with the fancy seats is that, like, then you're not sitting with your friends. And that sucks. Like, it was good for me because I was taking pictures and I was live tweeting. And it it was very much a work trip for me. Um, But it sucked for Zach because, like, yes, Zach was, like, there helping me and, like, bringing me water and being really sweet. But he also wanted to hang out with friends.
1: This is not important to anything. But your (laughs) husband. He's perfect. Your husband's natural mode is helping other people. Yes. Uh, Without a doubt. (laughs) I remember one. I remember when food was delivered to the room for the first time, I looked over, and Zach wasn't just handing people their food. Zach was getting the food out and then putting chopsticks on top of the food and then (laughs) handing it to people. Like, it was the most selfless thing.
0: (laughs) So, I'm, I'm like, so used to how he is at this point. I don't take it for granted, necessarily. I think, like, I'm very grateful for who he is. But I, I forget that it's not necessarily normal for how significant other acts. (laughs) So like there was one, um, there was one panel we went to and I was coughing up a storm and Zach not only like went up and quietly got me more water. He would just like, I would like hold my hand out while live tweeting and he would just hand me the water and I would drink it and not even looking, hand it back to him. (laughs) And he'd like quietly put it away. Totally (laughs) nonverbal. Like he just knew. He Scum. knew. <laughs> oh, he's so fucking perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, it sucked for him because like he wanted to hang out with friends.
1: So we have the first convention. Goes off yep. well. You were right uh-huh. up on the first beautiful. one. It was beautiful. Glowing. I, yes. A lot of my pledging to PodCon was talking to you about the first one. Or, yeah. Uh, me pledging to the Indiegogo was motivated in strong part by hearing everyone that I talked to being like, Yeah, the first one was so fun. Uh yeah, the first also, one was
0: like literally life changing for a lot of us.
1: Yeah. Also someone died and I got some a little bit of money, so I was able to afford to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was rough. But I someone said I had the most goth reason for being a podcast. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah you did.
1: Awesome. Um but pledged and uh-huh. um that was basically the story of PodCon 2, because the everything just kind of stopped after the Indiegogo.
0: Yeah, there was really no social media presence. Um, we didn't hear anything about a schedule. There was a call for pitches for panels. Um, Gavin and I did submit one. Um, I feel like I submitted... Bunch. I feel like I was yeah, you on did. a bunch. I honestly have no memory. It was a really long time ago. Um, but I there was also one that was I was very excited Google for it that Form, I
1: pulled. So like there's no receipts yes. or anything.
0: Right, right. Um and then and then there was nothing for a shockingly long time. Shockingly.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to think how to structure this because we can get into I the know. schedule thing right now, or we could talk about it at the end
0: yeah why don't we why don't we go ahead and play for our listeners um the recording that we did after the first day of podcon this was saturday evening we had already attended um thursday and friday night we had attended live shows hosted by multitude i was in one of them Um, and uh, a session yes yes the accession live show at the chihuly gardens so yeah let's go ahead and play that for our listeners It's currently seven twenty-one on Saturday, January 19th, 2019. Um, it was difficult for me to remember that because it's already been a, a it's whirlwind. Been
2: a, it's
1: been a one. It feels like we've been to a con already. It and has. then a con started today.
0: Yeah. Um, we should say, so Gavin and I are sharing with my husband, Zach. Say hi, Zach.
1: Hello. Hello, wow. Zach. Wow. That was really weird because I can't hear Will's input right now, so I was about to say, like, louder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, On Thursday night, the three of us went to a multitude show. I participated. It was a really
2: good time. Two of
1: us went to a multitude show. Will went to a multitude show and fucking destroyed it. (laughs)
2: Will was the reason that their team won, explicitly stated by Mike Schubert. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Also by Brando. It was really, it was a really good time. Um, But while we were there, we like ran into a ton of people. So many people. Um, It was like a really, it was a really great, beautiful, fun, hilarious time. It was a whirlwind. Um, And then we repeated that process on Friday. The guests were Paul Bay and Lauren Shippen. (laughs) Paul is. Oh, also, let's talk about the first night on Thursday. Had Jeffrey Craner,
1: yeah, who was oh Jeffrey Craner, fucking
0: hilarious.
1: I don't know if it's going to go up in their feed anytime soon, but they did a live episode of Horse with Craner, uh, with the idea that they're going to create the next basketball team for Seattle. Like if Seattle decides to have an NBA team, right? Uh, Craner is a dark horse stand-up comic.
0: Yes, uh, I, I never, I
1: never <laughs> doubted his creative abilities but sometimes that doesn't necessarily translate into in person like quippy remarks.
0: And especially like within the wires has funny moments like his ad reads are always funny, but it's so it's such a contemplative solemn show that it's not necessarily what you what you'd think when you think like oh that dude's a fucking riot. You know, <laughs> like it's a very it's a very chill show. Yeah. Um Gavin, can you please tell them about his very best joke? Because it was the funniest thing.
2: It's
1: just... it's going to destroy it because I'm explaining the joke. But <laughs> they were talking about the team number to give the mascot. Uh, and because Craner, he is emotive. Like, he does smile. He does laugh. But he also, like, with the beard and the relaxed attitude sitting on stage, whenever he says something in jest, it comes off as completely deadpan. Absolutely. So he says... The number obviously, should be six six six, the sex number, <laughs> and then, as a one two punch, Mike Schubert <laughs> continues the joke and says sixty nine to which Kraner said, "No, nah, it's the Satan one
0: <laughs> it was it was extremely good. I was um like to the side of the stage, kind of behind stage and Like, we were all trying so hard not to laugh too hard because it's obvious where the laugh is coming from. It was really fantastic. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I guess that would show up on the horse feed. So make sure you're subscribed to them. Um, And then Friday night... Multitude show again. Um, guests were Paul Bay and Lauren Shippen. Paul Bay also hilarious. And also, uh,
1: I gotta give Paul Bay prompts for the <laughs> for getting delayed five times for yeah, his flight. And then, wild. like, did he even go to a hotel before? Like, I never got. The, I don't think so. I never got full confirmation on that. All I see is uh, him in the bar waiting before the show, or he walks into the bar after going to dinner with Multitude before the show. Uh, and he just makes a beeline for you and yep. then for Ellie. And yep. then he's like hugging me before I know what's happening. <laughs> just classic, nicest guy.
0: Yeah. Sweetest guy. Sweetest guy. Hilarious. Actually everyone
1: at it, both multitude shows and PodCon so far, it's just, everyone's excited to see each other. It's amazing. It really
0: is. Um, somebody, I think it was Eric, but I think somebody described it this way to Eric, Eric Silver. I mean, um, that, okay. <laughs> You can tell it's day one of a con because this is how much my brain is doing right now. Yeah. Lauren Shippen said to Eric Silver, who said to me that PodCon 2 feels like the second year of summer camp. And coming back, yeah. seeing all of your friends, you even got the wristbands, which, by the way, should say, nobody likes the wristbands. I understand it. I also don't like them. However, it is my fault. Don't worry about it for why. But it really does. It feels like a summer camp. Um, it's been... Really beautiful seeing people who we've interacted with. I mean, Gavin and I met in person for the first time because of PodCon. Yeah, and it feels it feels like I've known Gavin in person for like years and
1: years. People are um there there are creators here who I've met for the first time who are asking if I was here last year because they feel like they saw me here. Right. Last year, they didn't because I wasn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's just I mean I keep and the, the thing is like it's gotten to the point where. It's not even like oh, there's that person. It's that I have to be like, excuse me, I see, Hour uh, of yeah. the Palanseh show. I've been almost meeting him all day long. Yeah, <laughs> like you have to, <laughs> you have to start staging who you talk to with. Yes. <laughs> also, I finally got Jared Anderson right near the end there, so I can I can check the uh, the crypto naturalist off my list.
0: Yeah, I'm oh, he's so nice. Here. Everyone is just really nice, like. I feel like I've walked into 500 people today, and every time I just I hug them and I'm like, wow, it's so ha- I'm so happy to see you. And then I'm like, wow, they're so nice yeah. about everyone. Like the last few months in audio drama have been fucking rough. Yeah, um, they've been fucking rough and really exhausting. Um, and this is just such a beautiful reminder of exactly why we do what we do and why we care about this industry so much. I will say. That doesn't mean it doesn't have flaws. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about a little bit of what we did today. So, the first thing I did, at least, were you at the opening show? You I was were at, at the opening most show? of the opening show. Most of.
1: I left after uh, the banana thing.
0: <laughs> fair, fair. Um, the opening show started with first off, they were playing the slideshow, the PowerPoint. From last year, there was a
1: schedule, and it said Lore had <laughs> yeah. that room. Yeah, afterwards,
0: yeah, and there was that. Like, the there was an ad for the the Adventure Zone zone and yeah. the orbiting human circus fireflies game that Julian plays. Um, so it's very wrong. So it started with them like kind of joking and apologizing for that. What I found last PodCon, I didn't go to the opening show, I did go to the closing show, is that they really had no idea what they were doing or how to open things up or close them.
1: I sat in an uncomfortable seat for an hour and a half watching a variety show that felt like they put it together right before. Yeah. Like, the whole Griffin McElroy banana thing was funny, Mm -hmm. but it felt like an interstitial bit for something else, not necessarily the that this is one of the things you're here for. Right. Cecil Baldwin coming out and, may, and announcing a meta podcast to listen to while at PodCon about what to do when you don't know what to do at PodCon. Um, that was funny, but then the bit came back at the very end with Symphony doing it?
0: I think that, I think that the bit, I don't think it was really a bit. I think that it was like... There's legitimately a podcast. You oh, can yeah, go I subscribed to. to it while I was sitting there. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's mostly for people who feel really stressed and anxious about the big crowds.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. is lovely. There's a quiet space. Like, I, like,
0: there is, they yeah. thought this through. Yeah, they did. Um, th-
2: I was actually, I was, the, I think I'm the only one who was actually at the opening thing last year. You weren't because you were at the volunteer, but it was honestly pretty much the same feel. It was a little bit more awkward last year, but they were, they were, a lot more forward about being able to actually talk about what was going on. And they, there wasn't a feeling of have to having to apologize for anything because I hadn't messed anything up.
1: No. Yeah. This one literally starts with an apology.
2: It it was definitely a lot more awkward this year, but um, as far as the comparison, it both do feel a little bit um, impromptu in some spaces. I
1: don't know about you, Will, but there are two, like quite frankly, there are two spots where I have notes of any kind negative
0: i like, do want to real quick touch on the banana thing though it was hilarious yeah it did seem like griffin genuinely
1: hated it being up there or he genuinely hates the banana meme because i know he genuinely hate be- i think yeah i the, think he genuinely hates that fucking banana meme
0: i think he yeah i think he genu- genuinely hates it and was like wow i wish that this weren't the thing i was doing right now
1: on stage today yes I don't know. I like I, that's the thing. I've not watched the guy live. I haven't watched video. I I have watched video Griffin McWhorter because I've watched the BRV thing five million right. times. Yeah, but I've never seen him genuinely angry. So I don't know when it's a bit. Um.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He seemed he seemed less jovial about being annoyed and more like yeah. It, until Demi like fucking down Kevin.
1: I went out. I left <laughs> during that bit. I left during that bit, and uh, Victoria Watkins and uh, Curtis, who's the uh, the person behind Magic Folk, yeah. they were standing outside waiting to watch Griffin edit afterwards. That was the next thing in the same room. Mm. I went out to talk to them, and he comes out still holding half oh of that God. damn banana. <laughs> and not in like a proud way. He was just holding we're half just a holding banana. It. What a he, champion. Yeah, that was amazing. But that Q&A session with... Jeffrey Craner was awkward, unnecessary
2: filler? Yeah. They had the exact same quick Q&A session last year, but instead of Jeffrey Craner as the um, um, um as the host it was um Hal Lublin. So it was just the same amount of like general like it was like what eight people Humor. on stage? Yeah, it, and the thing was they did the same thing last year where two people didn't had to share a mic. I don't know why they didn't include just one less person. Yeah, they did the exact same thing.
0: It's not like there's a mic shortage.
2: No, there. Like there I know isn't. there's
0: different kinds of mics. Like I know that they're not using the recording kind of mic. Though, also I think they are because they have to double because of. But regardless, also
1: that AV setup is choice. Like those oh, huge yeah. screens are crystal clear. Oh like, yeah. I've seen worse at conventions, and that was great. Yeah. Uh, like, they've got the behind-the-scenes set up. Uh, oh, the other thing that's the note is the very opening when Hank Green, Travis McElroy, Justin McElroy, who's fucking killing, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Justin's yeah. bits are fantastic. <laughs> um, and one other person was out there, Craner? I think, yes. and Fink. Yep. Jeffrey Craner Joseph Fink came out. Uh, and to introduce the show as the creators of the show. And they were saying how grateful they are and all that shit. But there were also jokes, Joe being funny about the fact that they put the wrong slideshow up. Mm-hmm. There were subtle jokes about scheduling problems. Mm-hmm. Um, the one consistent problem I've had with PodCon that i and I've said this on Twitter several times, it's not necessarily that things have gone wrong. It's that things have gone wrong and there's never really any, Uh, Things change or go wrong and it's never addressed until someone complains about it.
0: The wristband
1: thing, has to this moment, has Mm -hmm. not been publicly addressed. I bitched about it. A couple of other people we know complained about it. And only through PodCon DMing them and then talking to us do we know what the deal is. And there's totally a legitimate reason for them not doing badges and doing wristbands. I'm behind it. Yes, but I yes. want a tweet, 280 characters saying, "We get it." Right. Actually, you know what? We get it. Here's the here's the compromise. If you want to badge their five dollars at the DFTBA booth, could have done that. You know right. what I'm saying? It's not like a like a commemorative badge. It's not admission, but you can get one. You can put stickers on and shit. Right. Uh, or it, like
0: just I'm, another thing well, would just be like offer a blank name tag. Yeah with just like some podcon branding. Like I, I, yeah, I think it's very frustrating that people come to these things. They expect a name tag, they expect a, a program because there's no program either. And they got the wristband and I, I know, I understand the reasons why, and they are good reasons a sign, why.
1: one sign at the door. That's if, it. When you and I walked in to get yep. registered, there was a sign that says, for security reasons or whatever, even if he has lied and said, uh, this year, PodCon's going, is like, funny joke about going on your wrist.
0: Uh, right. Or like, hey, we're trying to cut down on not using so much fucking paper.
1: There you go. But instead, I'm in line to get registered. I see the bracelets. I thought they were temporary bracelets because the expo hall was open right. for setup. Right. I thought it was, here's a bracelet, go into the expo hall, someone will just hand you a badge. And that's how we're doing it faster to keep the lines moving. Mm-hmm. No, she was just like, here's your wrist, man. Don't lose it or damage it. And then I'm out of the line.
0: Right. And that's, that's when true. it sinks
1: in. Oh, this thing is my my wrist for the next two days. Yeah. It is not uncomfortable. No. Mine is on fine. It is a little dinged up so far. I've showered in it once by now. Um I was throwing a hissy fit the day I got it because I was i had been sweaty from going around doing stuff in Seattle. But yeah, the wrist bracelet fully typifies PodCon just needs to talk more.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, when companies are more open about stuff, I am more likely to sing their praises because I want to be running around... Adding podcon on Twitter and be like, holy shit, just saw Pod Bay or I just Pod Bay, Paul Bay, sorry. I just saw Paul Bay hanging out with yada yada yada. Isn't
0: he the pod bay though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: like we were just we 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 just ended our evening at the audio drama meetup in the lobby and there yeah. was so many people there. I would love to be tweeting shit and adding pod right. and seeing podcon at like retweeting things. Or like attending or yeah or giving a space for it or something like that uh what and that's not again i don't want to act like i have some antagonistic like thing against the con or the people who run it
0: it's been beautiful to us so far
1: it's been beautiful and like we crowdfunded this Mm -hmm. so it's it's really great to be here i'm surrounded by people who i'd never be here for Mm -hmm. the multitude show was great yeah not would not sell out in seattle if they had just done it on their own, I don't think, I think they have a huge fan base and they probably yeah. could have pulled enough, but there were too many people for, for the multitude right, show. Right. They were spilling over into the bar yeah. and then there were huge meetups. that kept following them after mm-hmm. that's the environment you want to be in Yeah, where right. the podcast community can pop up around it. Mm-hmm. Cause we have, uh, uh, there's uh there's a panel happening at a restaurant tonight, mm-hmm. uh, I'm too tired. We're both too tired. You're too tired. They sold out of tickets. Yeah. Good for them. I'm yeah, very happy beautiful. for them. There's going to be some great conversations there. I can't wait to hear what comes out of it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, perhaps instead of being snarky and cutesy on stage about whoopsie bumble, uh, we think of these things ahead of time yeah. and approach them and talk about them, like the slideshow thing. Funny joke, but it was a slideshow. Who gives a shit, right? right the pot yeah. podcast that bought us a, a, a jumbotron message probably isn't throwing a hissy fit about missing the opening of the opening show. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's what I got notes on. Have been to some panels and stuff. What did you do today, Will?
0: So we both attended. The next thing that we both attended was um, Dan Powell of Archive, Archive 81 did a session on uh, speculative fiction sound design that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, like, I, I feel like I got a degree in sound design in, like, an hour. It was a combination of um, philosophy of sound design, um, some actual practical tips, and then... Um, actually showing his process. And it was, I mean, it was so wildly comprehensive. It was everything from let's listen to a scene together to here is every single thing I recorded and put together and how I did it to make this one specific effect Mm -hmm. to, Hey, here's how you should look through, um, sounds that have already been recorded here's how you should label the files and the metadata of Ugh. each sound it was amazing
1: i uh yeah i gotta I need to i need to do some cleaning <laughs> i i have always known i needed to but seeing his bad examples of file names are worse than mine so or better than mine I oh mean. so need to fix that uh also, I felt super validated because someone asked, where do you go when you buy sound packs from third-party sources? And he plugged soundeffect.com. Yes. That is where I got all the sounds for um, standard docking procedure that I paid for. There, I mean, there are a few free sounds in there too, but all of my packs came from a sound effect. So it's
0: like, a really yes. great site.
1: By the way, for editing stuff, I did not go to uh, Watch Me Cut, which was Griffin McElroy editing in audacity to the the biggest stage in the house by the way that was weird scheduling they they put that at 6a which is the main stage
0: they knew what they were doing they knew that it's, it's griffin mcelroy doing a thing and people are going to go to it
1: it was it was okay i ducked my yeah. head in on griffin's how many not a
0: very good editor
1: well here he uses audacity and i look at it like this oh so yeah my brother my brother and me and most of the McElroy stuff, there it is really easy to hear when a cut happens, mm-hmm. which, which is something you actively try to avoid in something like 99% invisible or in the standard docking procedure, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, audio drama. You're very hyper aware of that. Right now I'm recording on a, a Zoom H1 in a mm-hmm. hotel room. I can hear the room tone in my headset. Same. I think I can remove some of it, but you can also hear room echo. Yeah. Uh, and handling noise and shit, like when my my uh, my headphone wire hits yep. this tripod, I'm thinking about that. Griffin's thinking about chopping it, getting it done, getting an intro in it, getting it out the door. And that's, I mean, there's beginner level stuff to be learned from that. I will suggest a friend of mine um, who I've mentioned already, Curtis, who runs Magic Folk was in the audience, and basically live-tweeted all the advice you can get from it. So if you don't want to watch it or listen to it, if it was recorded and is going to pe- be put up as a panel on remote access, mm-hmm. they're in the show notes of this episode, there will be a link to that tweet thread. There, I mean, there's some basic stuff like you know hotkeys. I didn't know there were fucking hotkeys for editing stuff in oh, yeah. Audacity. Because I've never sat... I'm, I invested entirely in audition because I had to because I got tricked into a year-long contract, yada, yada, yada. But um, when you get stuck in your ways, I, Roman Mars said this, creative uh, the, the creative panel, he pays for Pro Tools because Pro Tools is what he knows. Yeah. And he doesn't, doesn't feel like, which I totally respect, doesn't feel like changing. I know audition through and through. Same, I yeah. There was a moment where I could have just gotten Reaper and said goodbye to scr- subscription paying. But then I wouldn't have Audacity.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> Or not? I wouldn't have
1: Audition. Yeah. Um, uh, like My Brother, My Brother and Me, I'm sure, T- I, Taz, obviously, uh, Girl in Space, all these things are made in Audacity, wonderful program. I don't know shit about it. Yeah. And if you're trying to get into editing stuff, that's a good, I, I feel like it might be a good baseline thing.
0: It is. I've, I've used both. So I've used both um, Audition when yeah. I had access in college and then if i couldn't get um if i couldn't get into our production studio in college
1: yeah <laughs> and
0: i needed to get shit done i would just use i would use audacity um in my dorm room and there is a difference but i will say that for basic editing and even fairly comprehensive editing audition once you learn it you know it yep yeah um, I want to touch back on uh, Dan Powell's yeah, yeah. session real quick. Um, one thing that I thought was really beautiful that he did that I've never seen anybody do and it's ridiculous is he had access to a screen. He was showing us yep. what he was doing. On the screen, there were live transcripts of every time he played a clip from yep. his show. Yep. It, it was fantastic. It was so great to see. And, and he pointed out, like, I want to do this because of accessibility and yeah. because it's going to help you hone in on things it's so easy literally all he had to do was you could make it in like fucking iMovie you yeah. know just like put put the the lines of dialogue with the thing that you're doing
1: it was so simple he made it just look like it was another slide in the slideshow
0: exactly so I want to I want to talk about the rest of the day but I do think I mean I would say probably Dan's was the highlight of both of our days
1: yeah I went to uh, Roman Mars creator chat and that was it I skipped everything else because I was walking around the expo hall talking yeah, to people.
0: Yeah, that's very nice. Also,
1: the seats are not comfortable. Even the one no. – the, 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 there were different seats in the uh, creator chat room, mm. which um, was also literally just – there were 12 people sitting at a table. Roman Mars sits at the corner next to me and goes, hi.
2: <laughs> they just told
1: me to be here. What do you want to talk about? And uh, Wow, love it. Well, he did – he did. He was like, do you want to talk about the creative process or whatever? um and it, it it do I mean with any conversation it was a little slow but uh it got to a point where there was just long talks about Radiotopia and the, mm-hmm. the ethics of podcast, of what Radiotopia is doing uh the relationship with PRX what where the shows are going all that stuff he may or may not have dropped a date on a thing without thinking I don't know I'm <laughs> uh, not know not going to say it there was at one point where he said uh should I tell this story and then just deleted a name <laughs> it was yeah, great great uh So, yeah, I haven't been to a real panel yet with a lot of people on it, besides watching people goof off on stage. Yeah. What did you go to?
0: So I went to a podcast scramble. Um, The first one was between Hank Green and Taylor Smurl, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was them talking about um, tequila and tonic. So a podcast scramble is they take two podcasters from different podcasts and say if you had to make a podcast together, make it now. So Hank Green's favorite drink is a tequila and tonic, which honestly sounds dope. Yeah. Like, I love both of those things, but it was fine. But then Arnie Kneekamp and Helen Zaltzman had a scramble, yeah. and it was talking about what they would want their funeral to be. That's awesome. And Arnie Kneekamp is, like, you know, an improv comedian who is super hilarious and is on, a com- like, a podcast that has some pretty dark comedy. Helen Zaltzman <laughs> blew him out of the fucking yeah. water. She is so funny. She's so funny and she's dark. Her humor is dark. It was great, but it was like silly and goofy. And then I went to the more pre pro less problems panel, which was multitude. And I'm glad
1: cause I, I like the Roman Mars thing, butted it up against it and yeah. those don't get recorded. So I felt like I had to go.
0: Yes. Um, it was fantastic. We've talked about a lot of, um, what they ta- touched on, yeah. um, on tune and dialed up. Um, and I will, I think that the best thing to do is they have a slide deck that's open for everybody okay. um, because they're perfect and I love them. So <laughs> I will I – we'll just link to those in the show notes. Also, and you
1: live tweeted it.
0: I did, li- did live tweet it. I live tweeted everything that was like not a live show or just a fun, silly thing. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the Spirits live show and it was lovely. Um, then we went to the audio drama meetup, meetup which was fantastic.
1: Terrifying. It's-
0: See, I, I'm such an extrovert that I was like, I'm alive.
1: Well, the thing is, I I showed up uh, like two minutes after it started, technically. Mm. And like, T.H. Ponders of Accession was on the edge of the group. Mm-hmm. So I walk up and I say hi, and I start talking to people on the very edge. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to be social, because I've just been talking to people like I know or kind of know all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to meet new people. I met a listener to the show who's very, very nice. Uh, and... Then I turn around and the group has gotten so big that I'm technically five people away from the edge all of a sudden.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Like it went from.
1: Terrifying. It went from shaking Brigham Snow's hand, who's a pleasure and a delight. uh, Turning around, talking to a couple other people. Turn around again. Paul Bay's there. Oh, that's cool. Turn around, turn around again. I'm in the middle of it. Yeah. And Sean Howard's running around. Uh, If you want to see me awkwardly try to not leak things, um, (laughs) you can dig up Sean Howard's live Instagram video of the audio drama meetup. Because as someone else said, I think it was Amber uh, said, Sean's like the dad of the group. which is like, everyone get together for photos. It's so true. Uh, He was just running around trying to get people to plug their stuff and say juicy tidbits of things uh what I was, a good I was not aware this was a thing that was happening and suddenly I'm just staring at a phone camera like hi
0: oh same he came up to me like mid hug with five people nice and then I just kind of like posed ridiculously knowing it was a video but I still just I think posed a bunch yeah <laughs> yeah it was lovely um yeah I would say one thing that I think is funny is that the multitude shows were so good that when I showed up this morning I was like Oh yeah, I guess I'm
1: here. Like, yeah. Also, this thing happens.
0: Right. Exactly. Oh,
1: con three needs to be three days. Yes. It needs to be three days. It needs there's to be three I days, mean, and it's not because there's so many things stacked. I feel like there is the steam to make a, 3D con, or a I, three D con a three day I con happen. Because now, if like tomorrow is it, mm-hmm. um, I know as some like there are four Red Light Library co hosts, and we were talking about wanting to record stuff together, but then it turns into well, the only time to record would be. If I left here right now and right. went over to an Airbnb with all my mics and shit, and then we say hi, and then we read something there and record it there, and then we hang out, and then it's two a.m. Right. and there's a con in the morning. Uh, that's how you get sick. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you. <laughs> get, that's con crud right there.
0: Gavin, I was just, gonna, I was just gonna say. You and I planned, we talked vaguely about doing some tuned and dialed-up stuff, and we're not even doing that. <sighs> we're literally recording right now. We're
1: in our beds in our hotel rooms because we it's ducked great. out of the meetup because we're so I'm fucking so tired. tired. <laughs> I love all of you people in the community so very dearly, but yeah. fuck me. It's been three long days.
0: Yes, yes. Uh,
1: yeah. Also, I hate that I'm just name dropping people I met because th- th- there's. Th- it's amazing to be around so many creators at the same time. And We're it's also
0: like I feel like it's impossible to not do that because what makes this pod this pod great. It's just <laughs> what, what makes, makes this makes convention this, great? Yeah. What makes the convention great is not necessarily the panels, though they have been very good. Yeah. What makes it great is that you meet all these people who you love, and it's not just like oh, I got to meet this person. I'm such a huge fan. Yeah. It's. Oh, I got to see my friends.
1: Yeah, that's what, and that's the thing, like, after today, PodCon 3, I don't, I want to have a booth. Like, I don't want to, I do want to go to stuff. Yeah. But I would much rather have a booth and be able to be a part of, I want to be interacting with people who don't listen to podcasts a lot or want to expand themselves. The only time I've gotten to interact with people who weren't producers was the Roman Mars creator chat. We all showed up 20 minutes early mm. and people started talking about stuff. And, uh, you know, one person was talking about listening to sacred texts right. and then Potterless came up and then, um, I was recommending stuff like fuzzy logic.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and then Roman Mars walks in and it gets weird cause Roman <laughs> Mars sat next to me and I'm sitting there like, well, fuck, here we go. Uh, which, by the way, the ASMR of Roman uh, Roman Mars's voice does wear off about five minutes in,
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: it's just straight up a calming dude sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the blue wristband was very nice, the all access one. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, they get blue.
0: Ooh, fancy, uh, fancy.
1: Yeah, I, I it, like getting to meet Sean Howard and yeah. uh, uh, T H Bonders. The, the Mars Marsfall crew, multitude of yeah. people. Everyone's booths are amazing. Yes. Um, and they are getting to interact face-to-face with potential new listeners, but also people who are just interested in learning about stuff. Yeah. Talked about Star Tripp- I talked about Star Tripper and, you know, uh, 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 pro wrestling with Julian today. <laughs> that was, like, amazing. Uh, at this point, it's just me wandering around, and then I'll see someone and say their name and wave and then – five minutes later conversations happened.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh,
1: It's, it's much, it's much less of a, uh, I thought it was going to be way more business. Like I thought they were going to be shorter conversations. People don't really like if they know you listen, you're not going to talk that much Mm. because I'm not a a new mark.
0: Right. Right. But
1: this is a much more engaging community than like YouTube.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I would say, um, I would say it really depends on the feel of the con. So like, You'll find more of that at podcast movement, but it yeah. also feels more organic there. Whereas yeah, here, it really is just a like hangout. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: I still need to go to their booth.
0: Oh, um, I do too.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that. Oh, them. I like
0: really do. Mm-hmm.
1: Like in my head, I was like, well, that's somewhere I need to go. Also, me meeting all these people was fun, but it was also secret recon so tomorrow I can go out and buy shit yeah. in the most effective manner because I'm tired of carrying things. Yes. I'm done with carrying things. Uh, I've been doing that for three days now. Yeah. I'm just drowning in stickers, and I left my water bottle, at the Roman Mars thing, so I gotta Aww. see if it's still there tomorrow.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, any more, uh, any more f- highlights?
0: Just hugs. Hugs are great. Hugs are good. PJ. PJ.
1: PJ. Just good everywhere. hug, boy. <laughs> Love
0: it. We it does, I think that's officially a sign we need to stop recording. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I'm at if I'm at that level of yeah.
1: sleepy, when you're if you're at the point of good boy. Good boy.
0: <laughs> We'll, we'll record more tomorrow. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. So, yeah, that was day one of PodCon. Yeah. So, we're back in mm-hmm. the future. Uh, Ooh. We're here to talk about day two, because we forgot to talk at the end of day uh, two. Let's uh, be
0: real. It's because I came back real drunk.
1: Like. <laughs> also, also legitimate thing. Like, and This is not me. <laughs> this is not a dig or anything. We didn't have voices. Because... Between the multitude live oh yeah, no and, and not going sleeping. to podcon and and not sleeping well, mine, your yours was like Gone. I like I because when you she lose your voice, out. when your voice goes, you sound injured more so than <laughs> someone with a deeper voice. And yeah. I don't mean I really mean that in the nicest way possible, but it engages the most sympathetic response from me <laughs> when I hear a when I hear a light voiced person have hoarse <laughs> vocal cords, cause it sounds like they're in pain.
0: <laughs> I wasn't. I like, was just real sleepy.
1: <laughs> like Ponder's Ponder's voice was gone.
0: Gone. Or they Absolutely were fine. Gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so,
1: um, so day two. Day two. What was your schedule like? Because we didn't see a lot of each other on day two.
0: Lord, let me go look. So on day two, I'm, pull- I'm pulling up the schedule. Let's talk about the schedule for a sec. It was only yes. digital. I have gripes Sketch. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I realized pretty quickly that if I wanted to go to the expo hall at all, and I did, one, because I ordered a swag bag and I needed to get it, and two, because like all of the audio drama presence was in the expo hall, that I would have to m- miss... At least one session. Yeah. So, which is very frustrating because I, w- again, it was a work trip for me. The only breaks between sessions were half an hour long, which sounds like a long time. But if you want to get a good seat. It's to get from wanna, one
1: place to the other.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, And it's certainly not enough to, like, even get your swag bag because those lines were always bonkers. So... The first thing of Sunday, I was going to go to the DIY sponsorships um, panel that Multitude was doing, but I've already seen it, so I decided to skip out. And instead, I went to the Expo Hall, and it was lovely and very strange. When you walk into the Expo Hall, the first thing you're hit with is a car, (laughs) because Nissan, (laughs) I think Nissan, right?
1: Yeah, it was Nissan.
0: Yeah, they had a car there to be like, hey, buy a car. And I was like, what? What? what so that was strange but then otherwise the expo hall was nice it was much better than last year there were m- many many more tables and uh a great presence of audio drama there and then from there i went to trans rep and audio drama which was amazing i went to I'm
1: so pissed i missed that
0: it was a. Am- it was really incredible um for, i can't, I can't for wait listeners, for remote
1: access to hear it
0: yeah for listeners who got the remote access you should listen to that. I also live tweeted it. Um, then I went to the fiction podcast meetup. Um, Gavin was there with me. It was very lovely. Then I went to, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, we need uh, for listeners, put a pin in that fiction podcast meetup. Yes. That's going to come back when we talk about the schedule.
0: Oh, yes. Then I went to Managing Your Party, collaborative storytelling and podcast, which had people from the actual play um, genre and medium talking about how like best practices essentially. And then finally I went to Oh, I went and saw Sawbones. It was other than spirits, the only live show that I saw that day. Then I saw How the closing it? show. Sawbones? Yeah. It was good. Um it wasn't quite as phenomenal as last year at last Podcons, but it was still very funny. Um they are very very good at working a stage. I will say that. What
1: was the topic?
0: I don't know the word, I don't remember, but basically think of like reflexology, but of the ear. Um, oh, it was okay. Buck Wild, and it was pretty funny. Cool. And it did like they incorporate visuals very well without alienating the audio only audience, which I think is yeah. very impressive and hard to do. Yeah, Gavin, think- what was your day two schedule like?
1: So my day two schedule was I went to DIY sponsorships, uh, pitching sponsors, setting prices and making money for indie podcast that was hosted by Amanda McLaughlin and Mike Schubert of multitude along with uh, Christina Rubino and Lindsay Shaw. That was, I mean, it was basically Amanda McLaughlin's article that has existed for a while. And Bellow turned into a panel and that's what needed to happen. Like I, there were a lot of, that was standing room only. Uh, There were people standing against the back wall because seats ran out. Uh, I think it went really well. I really liked it. They, they, had a technical problem the the projector stopped working (laughs) so they didn't have a projector and they had slides which sucked because they like and their slides are good their slides are really good like when they got (laughs) if the laugh i wish the fucking thing worked because there would have been the perfect comedy moment they have this slide set up so that everything's professional and whatever and they're talking about stuff and they're being fun hosts and then they get to the q a session it would have switched to a slide that is tom hanks and the two skeletons from the fucking er, fucking <laughs> david pumpkin sketch with yep. the words any questions underneath of
2: it.
1: <laughs> that would have been such a wonderful laugh so, unfortunately, that <laughs> yeah. didn't happen. But they threw everything in a Google Drive folder. They had a yep. bit.ly link to hand out. People were looking at them on their phones. Everything went great. That was the only panel I went to on Sunday.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I oh, well, spent, you did go
0: to the fiction podcast meetup.
1: I did go to the fiction podcast meetup. And then the rest of Sunday was spent in the expo hall talking to people. Because Good. I didn't really get to Because that's where our people a, were that's the thing because PodCon 2, I didn't go to 1 and this one a lot of it was me meeting people that I've only seen online or I've only talked to on like Discord so there's a lot of you know engaging with people I kind of knew already but it was also a lot of meeting people and a lot of that was me just talking to those people who were manning their booths not going to panels and walking around and doing shit Uh, really the only Interaction I got to have with people who weren't producers was the Roman Mars creator chat because it was t- 12 randomly selected people and a lot of them weren't podcast producers. They were just fans who were there for like, you know, Punch Up the Jam and Hello for the right. Magic Tavern. They were there for more live show and the fun gimmicky stuff. And what I as you a think... producer.
0: Yeah. What do you what do do the think the percentage was for... um like the breakdown of people who were there just as fans and people who were there as not necessarily just producers. Cause I don't think anybody is just a producer and not also a fan, but like, yeah. what do you think the percentage of attendees was for just fans and producers?
1: 75% just fans. Oh, really? I, I mean, I don't want to say this like it's a cynical thing, but I think being John Green, being a McElroy, Being Hank Green or being Night Vale Will put butts in seats just for them So I feel like there was probably Also the fact that there weren't a lot of people in the expo hall And a lot of people at the main stage For like live shows and shit
0: Yeah maybe this Maybe my view of percentage was skewed Because I was always at the panels that were like Actually useful I Sawbones and Spirits were the only live shows that I saw, so to me it felt like there was a super high percentage of of creators and producers. But I think that's just because that's where I was, I guess.
1: I was going up and down. Like I would, I think on Saturday there were a couple of blocks I took off, so I had a lot of going up and down that escalator. And mm. I think only like twice I could recognize a creator on the escalator. The rest of the time it was like, oh, I saw that cosplay earlier, or oh hey that shirt's familiar yeah but at the
0: same time we do know we do know creators who cosplayed there
1: and they were all in the expo hall (laughs) yeah that's true or the majority of them were yeah Uh, i mean there were also creators just doing stuff to have fun that like um victoria and curtis of magic folk were there they were bouncing around doing stuff the only time we really overlapped was the dan powell sci-fi sound design on day one
0: god um, what a good panel god i, I like can't them. get over that one that it was, was a really amazing good panel. yeah
1: and that's the thing is like both can exist totally fine in in harmony with each other right you can have the yeah goofy fan stuff and live shows that are like fun but i i guess the thing is like in my head i love what the McElroys do and it would be fun to see a McElroy show live. But they are also so big that I've already written off the idea of being anywhere close to the stage. Mm. And I know I'm going to hear it in their feed anyway because they upload yeah. every damn live show except the Detroit one.
0: And the Phoenix one. And
1: the one you went to. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. I So that's one of the reasons that we got the priority seating is because... Last PodCon, there were live shows, but there weren't very many, um, and they were kind of in their own time slots. So the idea, like maybe they were paired with a few things. So we were under the idea of or the expectation of if we wanted to go to a live show, we would be able to do so, but the priority seating would be wise for us because we would want to get those, those good seats. And again, we only really needed the priority seating for... Sawbones and kind of the closing show, really, um, yeah. because one of the problems is there were live shows I would have liked to have gone to, but the programming was so buck wild. The fewest number of uh, events per slot was nine, and the highest was eleven. So there was yeah, it this this too many. <laughs> so we oh. we just like didn't go to any live shows pretty much.
1: So. Did you see any shuffling around from the whole sketch thing? Because I lost track. I made the mistake My of dude, not Dude, screen- I didn't pay attention. So a smart reporter would have screenshotted the schedule when it was first yeah. announced. Because yeah. PodCon then said, I will note, after we threw a fit, said, go make a schedule. There are double bookings and stuff, but go make your schedule based on what you like. And then we will rearrange things. To make sure that the most popular things don't overlap. That's not the worst idea in the world. It's not in, a good one. In August.
0: That's yeah. A, that's yeah. an
1: interesting idea in August. Yes. That's a horrible idea, December 29th, less than three weeks before do- doors open. Yes. And yeah. I I really don't want this to seem like this is the part where Gavin dunks on PodCon. It was a life-changing experience. I had a lot of fun, but I also have this screen open that puts My Brother, My Brother, and Me live, Spirits, the Ono, Ross, and Carrie meet and greet, Punch Up the Jam meet and greet, Hank Green creator chat, Lauren Shippen creator chat, Welcome to Night Vale uh, slash Night Vale Presents meetup, my favorite podcast, the panel, Origin Stories Part 1, and Talk Like You Mean It all at the same time.
0: But that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the 1 p.m. Sunday. So,
1: oh, the 1 p.m., yeah.
0: 1 p.m. Sunday is some of the, and again, I know this is going to seem like me and Gavin dunking on PodCon, but one, we did have a great time. Two, it's kind we're of frustrating. Like, we're really frustrated. And I will say, Gavin and I have both cooled off for a few days. We're recording this, this is a, a week, week after. after. Um, but I'm still very frustrated by a lot of the choices that were made. So I'm going to go over everything that is on 1 p.m. on Sunday, the second day of PodCon. Yes. So there's two creator chats, um, which were a lottery to get into. There is one live show. It's Delete This. There is a Welcome to Nightvale meet and greet, a fiction podcast meetup. So already we have a complication there because the people who go to the Night Vale meet and greet can't go to the fiction meetup. Even though Night Vale is one of the biggest fiction podcasts, then we yeah. have Complicated Ideas, Simple Podcasts, which let me open this up real quick. Okay, so this one didn't have any fiction creators, which is good. Then we had Finding the Story, which also does not have any fiction creators. Good. Yeah. Then we have the Make Believe Me: Fictional Characters and Branding in Digital Spaces. This had Jeffrey Craner, Adel Rafai, Jared Anderson, and Sarah Ray Werner. So that's Literally everybody on that panel could was a fiction creator uh, and could not go to their their own meetup.
1: And then we had was also would also have been a huge draw for the people at the meetup to put butts in seats. Like right. that's the really frustrating thing.
0: Yeah, and also now that I'm looking at it, Jeffrey Craner was on that, so he couldn't go to the Welcome to Nightvale meet and greet. Okay. Yep. And then we had nonfiction storytelling, the Marvel method, which is already a confusing name because this was featuring Brandon Grugel, who worked on the Wolverine podcast, which is not nonfiction. He yeah, also the, the- works on Join the Party, which is <clears throat> not nonfiction.
1: How do you create like, narrative from real life? What prep can you do to make sure you're asking the right questions of the right people? What role does editing play in final story construction? Learn how the House of Ideas takes real-life stories and turns them into unforgettable nonfiction podcasts.
0: I'm very confused by that. Just also, the
1: board. The I heard party. that it was
0: fantastic, by the way. Neither
1: um, uh, Wolverine nor Join the Party is in Brandon Google's creator description.
0: Oh, that's also,
1: intense. that Marvel panel was announced January 15th. Yeah. That was 4 days PodCon before was, the con. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I again, I heard that that was a great panel and Brandon Grugel it, uh, does some of the best work in the Brandon industry. Google's I'm actually an amazing really person.
1: sad. Yeah. One, one I'm sad biggest, I couldn't go to that. My two regrets are forgetting the schedule so I forgot that his panel was at the same time as the fiction thing I went to, and mm-hmm. two, I didn't go to the Trans panel. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm glad I get to hear them, but I still fucking bummed I wasn't there.
0: Yeah, but it's it sucks that these creators couldn't go to their own meetup. That's wild. That's wild. I I cannot fathom why they scheduled this in this way. Uh, why? (laughs) Why? Yeah, I okay. So Gavin, we were pretty. I would say fuming we were pretty upset (laughs) um once podcast ended podcon ended even though again we had a great time etc 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 I have cooled a little bit um yes and I have become more appreciative of podcon but I've also the things that frustrated me have not gone away and have solidified how has it been for you
1: um I drive for a living. A lot of my real-world job requires me to drive long distances. Uh, I usually listen to podcasts and music. The last two days have been me talking to myself, trying to boil down my thoughts on this so that I wouldn't spend an hour yep. talking, which is why my voice yep. is a little gone. hmm So, what are you... Let's, let's start with you.
0: So, Okay. So I will say,
1: <sighs> while you collect yourself <laughs> on the yeah. Monday of pod or the Monday after PodCon, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, there was a moment where there were some people in our hotel room. You know, everyone's talking. I write a Twitter thread of hopes for PodCon three. Now, looking back at that thread. I don't disagree with anything I said in it. I do disagree <laughs> right. with my tone. I was unnecessarily snippy. And I think that is why I got responses from Hank Green and jo- uh, 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 Joseph Fink. But in the end, I still think those hopes are completely valid for PodCon 3. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So here's the here's the good of what I can say. Looking back, every panel that I attended at Podcon 2 was fantastic. Yeah. Um they really added to my depth of knowledge of the industry um of best practices. Again, that Dan Powell workshop was fantastic one of the most i felt like i got an undergrad in sound design in like an hour the trans rap panel was amazing it talked about things like i i am kind of aware of some of these issues i i try to be it's important to me but i'm also a cis person and i don't you know i'm i obviously don't know everything about the problems that trans people see in audio drama representation so that was incredibly illuminating um The more pre-pro, less problems panel that had um, Ellie on it as well as Multitude, that was incredible. Everything I went to was phenomenal and really did add depth to my knowledge, without a doubt. The problem is that I curated what I went to so heavily that I almost feel like there were maybe, I don't know, maybe like four other panels I could have gone to instead of what I did go to that would have added the same depth. And I think that that's even stretching it. Um, Seeing everybody in one place was amazing. Amazing. Like I will go to PodCon 3, if nothing else, because I know everyone will be at PodCon 3. Yeah, the meetups are great. I just, yeah. And I just want to see everyone. Like podcasting is so community based, but also so isolated that Getting to see everybody in one place, it really does feel like a summer camp. And that is amazing. It is it is beautiful. Um, and the panels that I did go to were fantastic. I will say those things about about PodCon 2. Um, my frustrations all still absolutely apply.
1: <laughs> it Every gripe that I can think of about PodCon 2 can be attributed to what feels like a lack of time spent refining and reducing. A lot of decisions feel like the idea was had. The, the the intent to refine and improve was had. And then it was left until the last second.
0: Yeah, it really needed a good like edit.
1: Case in point. The exit survey. On that Twitter yes. thread I mentioned, <laughs> Hank Green, someone someone was started talking about, you know, oh well, you know, they were talking. I think they were saying to me that, you know, feedback will be able to be given on the exit survey. And uh, Hank Green came in and said, "I'm working on it right now." Hank Green said he was working on he him the head of DFTBA was working on the exit survey 7:30 at night on a Monday on a holiday Monday. The exit survey came out Friday and I'm not here to say anybody at DFTBA had the job or time to spend four days working on a frigging survey. But in four days, someone could have spent a little more time copy editing it because in the section that lists every show represented, whether it had a live show or just a host on a panel, like join the party was in the list, even though that's just because Eric Silver was on a few panels. Yeah, it they were listed not featured guests. Everything. Still yeah. Buffering is on that list twice. And, and Spirit is
0: spelled wrong.
1: Was spelled Spritz. Spritz. Yeah. Spritz. Spritz. <laughs> I'm not, and I don't want to say that as, a, oh, they're targeting indie shows or anything. But like, Still Buffering is one of the founders' shows. But. Yeah. I'm. There, there probably were typos out the ass. There were probably things, tons of. That's the thing. There's so many little fires. And little problems that were fixed that we don't know about. But what we do get oh, to see... for sure. What we do get to see is presented by a group of founders, one of which started VidCon. the One of the most yeah. successful conventions ever. And the, yeah. the logo and name of PodCon derive from VidCon. So when you show me this, it is the, vid, the VidCon of podcasts. <laughs> so if it was like... If there were a bunch of multitude level people who are successful, but not like Hank Green successful making their first con, I would be way more lax. Yeah, of course there were problems. We'll fit you know, we'll fix yeah. it next time. When it's the second <laughs> podcon.
0: I and I will say, like, I have worked huge festivals and events yeah. before. Like I I have played an organizational role in them. And it is so – it is some of the hardest work you will ever do in yeah. your life. It is exhausting. It is thankless. No matter how right you get it, people will still be pissed off at you. And it sucks. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I feel, I feel like the festivals I've done have done much more with much
1: less. <laughs> the Okay.
0: And that's frustrating.
1: I'm not an event organizer. I don't have millions of people following me and looking at every single thing I do and nitpicking every single thing I do. But I feel in my heart of hearts if PodCon's Twitter account had been more active and had chosen to make posts instead of having to make posts, PodCon 2 would have had way more... Can you imagine, like, the schedule thing? If they had just said... "Uh, uh, Like a live stream. Imagine a Google Hangout where the PodCon team's like, Hey all life got real busy. We're really sorry. Like, our bad. The schedule's super late. Here's what we're going to do. And then they do what they did, which is put it up and have people go on Sketch and pick their panels. And then they'll rearrange them based on what's popular. I've seen so many popular people get free passes when they pull out the... I got so busy y'all when, and then there's all these comments of like, Oh, you do you like Oh, we're here when you're here. If podcon had just either put a positive spin on or outright just owned the mistakes mm. when they happened or before they happened, they would have the currency on social media of like, man, you know, podcon two wasn't perfect, but they owned it they yeah they worked with the community instead we get we get the weird scheduling we get the schedule not coming out until after hank green's book tour is over we we got franken panels where they they took community panel ideas and then kicked off all but one of the community hosts because they're not famous enough and Then offered a pity invite.
0: Yeah, I really don't like that. I really don't like that. If you're
1: going to ask for community panels, how about either make it a three-day con so you have more room to breathe. Or, since you've already locked it to two days, just say there's going to be be a track of community stuff and it might not fill up. And that's okay. Mm
2: -hmm. We'll just use
1: one of our smaller rooms for it. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm I'm not an event organizer. I'm throwing shit at the wall. I don't know what does work or what doesn't work, but I expect DFTBA to know what does work and what doesn't work. Uh, Yeah. So for PodCon 3, all I really want is more communication and maybe hire another person so you can be on the ball. PodCon 2 tweeted... Between the end of the campaign the in August and the end of the Indiegogo and December twenty-ninth, when the, the the schedule shit show happened and they had to tweet more, nine times. Nine times between August and December. That's not enough. No. Nowhere near even no. like the thing that frustrates me about that, the specifically the Twitter thing, is the fact that they could have been hustling tickets, yo. There could have yeah. been like, they did a thing on, what was it, Small Business Saturday? Like, mm-hmm, buy a ticket, mm-hmm. get an enamel pin. There should have been a fucking yeah. build-up to that. Like, guys, show up on, pay attention, Small Business Saturday. There's going to be an enamel pin if you buy on that day. Mm-hmm. Instead, all the responses to that tweet are people from the Indiegogo going, Hey, um, hey why don't why we don't get we a get pin? A why didn't we get yeah. a pin? Why can't we buy this pin? Yeah. Also the grab eggs. Yeah. <laughs> it did, it did. But there we've some also cool okay. things in it.
0: There was. I really like the little notebook. I think it's really cute. Also that poster. Um, and we did, we did get an enamel pin, but it was not the same enamel pin. So theoretically
1: You got a sticker of that was, enamel so, pin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: they they took the J they t- they they took they took that PSD and <laughs> made a sticker out Which of it. Which I TV. think is
0: also I'm pretty sure that was a sticker, the same sticker from last year. I'd have to go look again.
1: What, the I Like um, Podcast one?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, but also, I realize we've been recording for like 40 minutes, and we, we definitely have. have like an hour on the series. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so why don't we wrap this up by saying, because I, I think that we should end it on a positive note. Um, Gavin, what was your favorite moment at PodCon?
1: My favorite moment at Podcon was being in the expo hall and meeting people. My favorite yeah. moment not at Podcon were the events, the the multitude events.
0: Oh, hands down. And I think yeah. and the
1: thing is like I don't want to pit the multitude events as being like against Podcon. They are symbiotic, you know, like Yes. We all showed up early and were able to go do fun podcasting things. So it felt like the con lasted four days.
0: Yeah, it really did.
1: And we were all yeah. there in large part due to PodCon.
0: Yep. yep. So
1: I look forward to the next one. So much so that I've changed my budgeting spreadsheet that I use for everything to include slotting money away for PodCon.
0: Yeah, PodCon and Podcast Movement are still... For at least, you know, near future, unless anything changes, those two are still the events I plan on making it out to hopefully every year. Yeah. I think that my favorite moment was at the at the trans rep panel. Um, there were these moments where people were sharing such, like, intimate stories that were so important. And, and the panelists just hugged each other. Oh, And it was so... Beautiful and very moving, and in the context of something that was so, again, so important, something that really needs to be talked about, and I think that that's the kind of energy that I expect from podcasters. You know, like I think that that's who, at least the best of us. I think that that's who we are. Is we're the kind of people who will be on a panel talking about something incredibly important and also hugging each other. Like that's that's the energy that I show up for. You know, it was really beautiful. I would say that was my favorite moment.
1: It's easy to snark off on Twitter. It's easy for me to sit here and snark off about PodCon. But yeah. <laughs> it, it did enable us all to be there at the same time and meet yes. each other. And
0: and it did facilitate some really beautiful conversations.
1: It did. And there will be some great shows made by creators who met at PodCon and started talking about new things that they're going to do in future. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Fewer well, than PodCon one but there will still be some.
1: <laughs> so that was our Mega Podcon coverage episode. We hope to see uh, yep. you lovely people at Podcon 3 or other conventions. I'm sincerely thinking about going to PodX in Nashville. Uh yeah. be, be it for work or pleasure. Uh if you are, you know, tweet tweet a bitch. So, Will, where can find where can find? Will, where can people find <laughs> you on the internet?
0: People can find me at at will W writes. That's W I L W underscore rights. You can find me on willwilliams.reviews. dot reviews. You can find me on discover pods where I will have a, uh, sum up of everything that I experienced at PodCon and a little bit more commentary. You can also find me on discover pods and polygon. Um, yeah, Gavin, where can people find you?
1: People can find me on Twitter at the pod report. D H E P O D R E P O R T. And this week is the final week of my fundraising campaign for my sci-fi hope punk sitcom uh, standard docking procedure you can find out more at dockingpod.com D O C K I N G P O D.com com slash uh, support or about yeah about sorry uh, slash about where you can find out more about the show and a link to the campaign there's some cool stuff including a campaign exclusive mini-sode which features guest appearance by Lucy which is going to be fantastic uh, I accidentally Named Lucy's character the same Name as Lucy's character In Among the Stars <laughs>
0: Great <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, So That was tuned and dialed up Podcon edition hopefully next episode We'll be back with from the sound up Finalists yeah uh, that was really Fun to do the first one with life it In Zonderville was. cannot wait to do the Next one I need to go fill out some doodles. Uh,
0: Yep. (laughs) yep.
1: Thank (laughs) you so much for sticking with us, listeners. Bye. Bye.